it going? Hope you're doing well this morning. If you haven't seen, there is another Facebook page. Uh, the, it's just a Pilgrim's Progress uh, page that posts um, quotes and little illustrations from the book. And it's been pretty neat to see that as um, I've been going through this book, that that page as well has been sent, has been posting uh, quotes and illustrations right in line with the content that as, as I'm going through the book as well so it's not been planned or anything but it's been neat to see if you don't uh, follow them already um, it's it's just a small short post going over just just uh, actual um, copy from the book so there's not really any opinion on it just um, I'll put a link in, it in the description um, later or in the comments so you can see that if you're interested anyways I was jumping back into the book this morning uh, we went over yesterday this conversation that Christian and Hopeful had. One of the things that they pointed out was the, the main reasons why people, um, that some people are, uh, have a temporary uh, turning, if you will, or just a, they, they get in and then almost immediately they backslide. And he he's, explains very clearly why this happens and so as and in developing this uh, this thought and so that's how that's where we continue this morning and again you'll have to forgive me because my I took allergy medicine earlier this morning to try to keep this from happening but my nose is a little little uh, <laughs> crazy this morning so jumping into this let's see here Christian replies to this comment from faithful who says um, the, the uh, these people have shunned the thoughts of their guilt and terror and when they are rid of their and therefore once they are rid of their awakenings about the terrors and wrath of God they harden their hearts gladly and choose such ways as will harden them more and more at this point Christian replies and says you are pretty near the business for the bottom of all is for want of a change in their mind and will so that you're getting you're getting down to where the rubber meets the road and this is what it's about At the end of the day there's not been a change in their mind and their will we have a note here from the author he says now when we read of the dog turning to his own vomit and the sow that is washed to her wallowing in the mire as we see in second peter 2 verse 22 it gives us an idea that persons may receive somewhat of the doctrines of the gospel they can hear it they can they can listen so as to set their stomachs against and cause them to loathe their former filthy ways and like the dog to cast them off and like the swine to be washed from their for former filthy courses but what then? There's only an outward change in conduct without an internal change of heart. They are the same old creatures, unclean creatures, dogs and swine still. Therefore, they manifest it by acting as such. They are like the ass and the lion's skin in the fable and display what they naturally are. Wow. This is a... Uh, this is such a, a great illustration that we see from scripture of the, the dog and the swine that turn back. They, they get sick of this, the bad things in their life. 
The dog vomits it up the sow. The swine gets washed, but at the end of the day, there's still a dog and there's still a swine. The scripture that says you become a new creature doesn't apply to them because they haven't become a new creature. They heard the word and, and the gospel has a level of, hey, there's, this is something that I don't want in my life, this sin in my life. And so the easy thing and, and the common thing is, is to change the outside and and then become okay with that and and not truly have a change of of person a change of desires and that ultimately is as christian points out that's what that's what's missing he says and therefore they are but like the felon that standeth before the judge he quakes and trembles and seems to repent most heartedly but the bottom of all is the fear of the halter he's not actually changed his mind is that repentance that you see the trembling and the quaking is only because he's afraid of where he's going and not that he hath any de detestation of the offense as is evident because let but let this man have his liberty and he will be a thief and a rogue still whereas if his mind was changed he would be otherwise helpful says now i have showed you the reasons of their going back do you show me the manner thereof? Because I've shown you what I think. Let, let me hear what you have to say. And so, Christians, I will willingly. And number one, they draw off their thoughts, all that they may, from the remembrance of God, death, and the judgment to come. Two, then they cast off by degrees private duties as closet prayer, curbing their lusts, watching sorrow for sin and the like they slowly let these things out of their lives slowly but surely they stop taking care of in that private walk with god curbing their lust watching and praying sorrow over sin then they shun the company of lively and warm christians they start this is this is the progression and after that number four they grow cold to public duty as hearing, reading, godly conference, and the like. Number five, they then begin to pick holes, as, as we say, in the coats of some of the godly, and that devilishly that they may have a seeming color to throw religion for the sake of some inver uh, infirmities that they have spied in them behind their backs. So now they begin to, to pick at these people and, and slowly... Uh, they, they find, they look for these, uh, as he calls it, infirmities or places where they're not uh, perfect and, and then begin to tear them down. And in verse 6, he says, Then they begin to adhere to and associate themselves with carnal, loose, and wanton men. Mm. Number 7, And then they give way to carnal and wanton discourses in secret, and glad they are if they can see such things in any that are counted honest, that they may be more boldly to do it through their example. And man, this, that one point right there where, oh, see, he did it, and it emboldens them. It doesn't cause them to be more sorrowful. In fact, uh, I've had conversations with people who would find uh, the, the sinful side of the, the faults and even scriptural uh, Characters, people you see in scripture like David and Solomon and Paul and 
and different people and say, see, they had that sin in their life too, so I'm going to live in this way. And this is how they begin to think. Uh, they're, they're looking for those secret sins they have in their life and the lives of the, uh, what they call, um, and they're glad to see such things in any that are counted honest. Yeah, they, they're looking for those people who, who profess to also be honest and believers. And then number eight, after this, they begin to play with little sins openly. And then number nine, being hardened, they show themselves as they are, thus being again launched out in the gulf of misery, unless a miracle of grace prevent it, which is possible, they everlastingly perish in their own deceivings. Mm, what a progression. It starts with not thinking about God, not thinking about death, and the judgment to come. Those things uh, shouldn't just concern the non-believer. Those things shouldn't concern just, oh, you know, you should think about God, and you should think about death, and you should think about the judgment to come if, you know, if you haven't turned your life around yet. No, those topics are theirs. If you don't keep your mind on God, on um, what's to come, on the fact that life is short, to numbering your days, uh, that is the, as we see very clearly, that is the very first step of many people who end up out of the way. I have a note here from the author. He says, see how gradually, step by step, apostates go back it begins in the unbelief of the heart and ends in open sins in the life why is the love of the world so forbidden we see that so plainly in scripture love not the world why is it forbidden why is covetousness called idolatry well covetousness one not talked about much this is because whatever draws away the heart from god and prevents our enjoying close relationship with him naturally tends to apostasy from him look well to your hearts and affections daily learn to obey that command in proverbs 4 verse 23 keep thy heart with all diligence for out of it are the issues of life if you neglect to watch you will be sure to smart under the sense of sin on earth or its curse in hell see then that you walk circumspectly not as fools but as wise redeeming the time because the days are evil it's reference to Ephesians 5 uh, verse 6 15 and 16 uh, this is so interesting the this specific these these points as he as he's making them because so many times there's conversations that tend around what's right and wrong. And is this actually wrong? Is this, any, is this something that is specifically laid out and lined out as something that I cannot do? Because let's be honest, it's not. So, you know, I can do this. Um, I live in freedom. And it's that, as we've pointed out earlier, it's that antinomian mindset. Uh, that oh I live in grace now and I I don't need to think about God death the judgment to come those things don't bother me I, I don't need to be bothered with them yet it is it's 
it's a sign, that type of conversation is a sign because that's not how we choose, how, how we make priorities and how we choose what to bring into our life and what to cast out. The way we do that is to see, well, does this take me away from him? No, it's not specifically lined out. No, it's not technically laid out in the law as wrong. But you're right. We don't live in the law. We don't live according to a certain, you know, laid out steps. Because those things, we've realized those things just expose us for who we really are. Our motivation now, our desire now, is to have a, a relationship with him to have to be close to his heart and to have close fellowship with his people and love his ways well anything that keeps me from doing those things are that's what I'm looking for um, to watch what I I love and that could honestly be anything it's why he points out again here covetousness and love of the world it's a lot it's a lot easier to find a specific action and say, Well that's not something I would do. Do you love the world though? Do you desire things that uh, you cannot have? Do you or do you desire things over God really? That's covetousness. Uh, these are uh, some really great points that are brought out by Christian here. Uh, we'll go ahead and uh, continue. No, let's let's call it a uh, call it a stopping point because he, at this point it says, "Now I saw in my dream that by this time the pilgrims were got over the enchanted ground, and entering into the country of Beulah, whose air was very sweet and pleasant, and the way lying directly through it, they solaced themselves there for a season. <coughs> Yea, here they heard birds continually singing." And saw every day the flowers appear in the earth, and heard the voice of the turtle in the land. (laughs) Voice of the turtle, I haven't heard that one. In this country, the day shineth night and the sun shineth night and day. Wherefore, this was beyond the valley of the shadow of death, and also out of the reach of giant despair. Neither could they see from this place so much as see doubting castle. So now in this land of Beulah, uh, a land described in Isaiah, Isaiah 62 and verses 4. Isaiah 62. Let me see if I can read that. Isaiah 62, 4 through 12 says, There thou shalt... Let's make sure that's the right. LX. 62. Thou shalt no more be termed forsaken, Neither shall thy land more any more be termed desolate. But thou shalt be called Hephzibah, in thy land Beulah. For the Lord delighteth in thee, and thy land shall be married. For as a young man marrieth a virgin, so shall thy sons marry thee. And as the bridegroom rejoiceth over the bride, so shall thy God rejoice over thee. I have set watchmen over upon thy walls, O Jerusalem, but shall never hold their peace, day nor night. Yet ye that make mention of the Lord, keep not silence, and give him no rest, 
till he establish, until he make Jerusalem a praise in the earth. The Lord hath sworn by his right hand and by the arm of his strength, Surely I will no more give thy corn to be meat for thine enemies, and the sons of, thy of the stranger shall not drink thy wine for which thou hast labored. But they that have gathered it shall eat it, and praise the Lord, and they that brought it together shall drink it in the courts of my holiness. Go through, go through the gates, prepare you the way of the people, cast up, cast up the highway, gather out the stones, lift up a standard for the people. Behold, the Lord hath proclaimed unto the end of the world, Say ye to the daughter of Zion, Behold, thy salvation cometh. Behold, his reward is with him, and his work before him. And they shall call them the holy people, the redeemed of the Lord. And thou shalt be called, sought out, a city not forsaken. Mm, how beautiful is that? Note from the author says, Oh, what a blessed state. What a glorious frame of soul this is. Job speaks of it as the candle of the Lord shining upon his head in chapter 29 and verse 3. The church in a rapture cries out, Sing, O heavens, and be joyful, O earth. Break forth into singing, O mountains. The Lord has comforted his people. That's Isaiah 69 and verse 13. Paul calls this the fullness of the gospel of peace. Rest not, oh, rest not short of enjoying the full blaze of gospel peace and spiritual joy. Romans 15 and verse 29. Romans 15, 29. Says, I, and I am sure that when I come to you, I shall come in the fullness of the blessing of the gospel of Christ. Wow. Maybe not rest short of enjoying that fullness of gospel peace. Uh, this is this is a point in the story where, again, they've just finished walking through the enchanted ground of time that they would have fallen asleep, but they had this conversation to learn and understand what had been going on in their life at this point. And now they're in this land of Beulah, a land uh, as we, that's described in Scripture, uh, it's a it's a place in your life that we should desire to have a place of man full because it let's not rest until we've enjoyed that full blaze of gospel peace and spiritual joy and I would say most uh, most people including myself see that as uh, something that we've not arrived at yet but what we desire and on that note we'll pick up Lord willing tomorrow morning. Thank you so much for joining in, and like I said, we will see you later. I hope these thoughts are encouraging and make you think a little bit. All right, well, thanks again for joining in, and we'll see you later. God bless.